Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. O Lord, open thou our lips. Mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O oh, come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 39 on page 389. I said I will take heed to my ways, that I offend not in my tongue. I will keep my mouth as it were with a bridle, while the ungodly is in my sight. I held my tongue and spake nothing. I kept silence, yea, even from good words, but it was pain and grief to me. My heart was hot within me, and while I was thus musing the fire kindled, and at last I spake with my tongue. Lord, let me know mine end and the number of my days, that I may be certified how long I have to live. Behold, thou hast made my days as it were a span long, and mine age is even as nothing in respect of thee. And verily every man living is altogether vanity. For man walketh in a vain shadow, and disquieteth himself in vain. He heapeth up riches, and cannot tell who shall gather them. And now, Lord, what is my hope? Truly my hope, even it is even in thee. Deliver me from all mine offenses, and make me not a rebuke unto the foolish. I became dumb, and opened not my mouth, for it was thy doing. Take thy plague away from me, I am even consumed by the means of thy heavy hand. When thou with rebukes dost chasten man for sin, thou makest his beauty to consume away, like as it were a moth fretting a garment, every man therefore is but vanity. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and with thine ears consider my calling. Hold not thy peace at my tears. For I am a stranger with thee, and a sojourner, as all my fathers were. O spare me a little, that I may recover my strength, before I go hence and be no more seen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth verse of the tenth chapter of Proverbs. Hatred stirs up strife, but love comforts. 
covers all sins. Wisdom is found on the lips of him who has understanding, but a rod is for the back of him who is devoid of understanding. Wise people store up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. Whoever hides hatred has lying lips, and whoever spreads slander is a fool. In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver. The heart of the wicked is worth little. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of wisdom. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 27th verse of the first chapter of, of Philippians. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel, and not in any way terrified by your ad adversaries, which is to them a proof of perdition, but to you of salvation and that from God. For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake having the same conflict which you saw in me and now here it is in me. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a servant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, 
as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for their mission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, mercifully look upon our infirmities, and in all our dangers and necessities stretch forth thy right hand to help and defend us, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. This section of Philippians today, it's the focus is on conduct that 
mirrors the example of Jesus. And there's a real emphasis on unity. He talks about with one mind and one spirit and then being together. And he mentions that this sort of line where he says, you know, it's been granted you not only believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. So that one of the things that binds the body of Christ together is a shared experience in the body of what Jesus himself experienced. And the suffering here is, on one level, it's persecution. That is, as you stand, as the church stands together in Christ, there's an opposition from the world, just as there was an opposition to Jesus. There's an attempt to, you know, push aside the message that the church has. There's also the suffering of the resisting of temptation, trying to live faithfully in Christ. And there's a no here, you know, the emphasis of Jesus in the wilderness, the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness and the suffering of the passion would be the sort of emblematic places where this takes place. And so he exhorts the church to practice this, being like-minded, the same love, one accord of one mind, verse 2. And he talks about humility, about lowliness of mind, but this is the virtue of humility, which is often misunderstood as being, you know, not thinking very highly of yourself. But the virtue of humility, which stands opposite of the deadly sin of pride, is really a right assessment of oneself. And a right assessment of oneself, I think the best lens through which to kind of understand this section is the idea with the church as the body of Christ, and each member of the body is part of the body. But we're valuable as members of the body by being connected to the body. And so humility would be to rightly assess who you are as a gifted individual made in the image of God, but the gifts that you have serve the body. So this idea that this other orientation, not being anything done through selfishness, but let each esteem others better than himself. And here is not that what we need is not important, but that we actually are fulfilled as human beings when we're connected to something larger than ourselves. We have a firm sense of who we are, but we're not focused on who we are, not focused on the mirror, but who we are is a manifestation of the love of God is oriented towards other people. And so we give, and in that giving we receive. And so humility here is not this idea of self-denial in the sense that yourself is nothing, but really in the sense of putting aside this deadly sin of pride, which makes me want to be something false, and accepting who we are as members of the body so that we can actually find our true identity and connection to the body. And what's interesting about what he says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. The you here, though it certainly means each of us individually, is actually a you, the church. Let this mind be in the church, that each member of the body is mirroring 
the pattern of Jesus, who didn't think himself, who didn't think, even though he was the Son of God, did not grasp that, but emptied himself, because his role of the body is to die for us and to rise. And so that when our mind is like his in the church, we're, we're aware of, of being members of a body and finding our value and true meaning in serving the body so we don't focus on ourselves on the mirror, we focus on what we're called to do. And paradoxically, as we do that, we find that kind of self-fulfillment. And the real key to the passage is that um, you know God has highly exalted him and given the name which is above every name, which is why we worship Jesus. But it's also um, the pathway. So Jesus humbled himself, became obedient, and therefore God has highly exalted him. And our pathway, therefore, to glory and exaltation is to follow his path of humble service accepting our true identity as members of the body, discovering our gifts, uh, using them in service, in, 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 a, in a humility that seeks the greater good, which paradoxically also brings us also our greatest good, and the end result will be our resurrection, as opposed to the prideful idea of just thinking about me and not about others and trying to get my own, which results in my own misery and separation from the body, and I grasp and I don't really get what I want. Whereas in, in this pattern, we, we find who we are, we give, and it seems like we're sacrificing, but we end up with uh, con deep connection to others and uh, common glorification by God after the pattern of Jesus. So a few thoughts about the Philippians lesson today. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. We pray that um, the kids would be safe and loved while we're that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thy 